0: Essentially, what are we doing? What are we doing? It is based around a fantasy draft, but it's not fantasy. I had to put that in big letters, especially for Manjot in our show notes, um, so that he didn't delve way into fantasy stuff. Because of course, you can catch Manjot on the Aussie NFL fantasy uh show uh podcast uh a few times a week as well. So Manjot's head has been firmly in fantasy for the last couple of weeks with the boys as they came back, but it's not fantasy. We're not doing fantasy. What we're doing it's how the player, how a player, we're picking players based on how we think they're going to perform this season. So 2023 slash 24, you can take into account, obviously, their previous production, et cetera, in previous seasons. But basically, it's a prediction on if you were team building, who would be in your, in this case this week, running back room. So who will be in your RB room? So we're going to do a four-round snake draft between us. We should come out of this exercise with 12 running backs. And each week, we're going to do something, uh, a different position group. Next week, for example, we'll be wide receivers. And we are, as we get into July, we will be looking at the opposite side of the ball, which not a lot of fantasy does. So I'm really excited for that when we get into the D linemen, the linebackers. And of course, right at the end there, at the end of July, we are going into special teams, which is going to be sweet because we're going to be looking at kickers and punters and returners uh, the heroes of the NFL team. Okay. For this week, though, best team. We're going to go into running backs. Boys, the first thing we have to do in the first episode is decide this week's draft order. Now,
1: okay.
0: what we're going to have to do here, and I will let you in on this, we'll get a draft order this week. Okay, snake draft. So, if he's, obviously, let's say it was Manjot, myself, then Brad. Next week, it would be me, then Brad, then Manjot. So, we're just going to roll through like that. So, Sweet. starting order will dictate where you get to pick as we get further down the list of position groups. Oh, okay. Does anyone have a big feeling about running back where they want to go first? Does anyone care? Does anyone right now, after I've thrown out that tidbit, think about where they're going to land when we hit QBs, for instance, or wide receivers? Uh-huh. What do you want to be?
1: I'll go second.
2: Oh! oh yeah. <laughs> what did you want to do, Rad? Because if you... I don't. I don't care, man. Uh, uh, to me, the, the the top four are the top four. So top four are the top four, so four, the... four? right? Uh, yeah.
0: That's some interesting stuff, about it. Manjo, Manjot hadn't thought of that, had you?
1: Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. But once he said like the order and everything, I was like, I'll go second today. Why not? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, because you want to be wide receivers next week, not one by one. All right, I'll go, we'll go one, two, and three. So we'll go, we'll go, uh, we'll go, Brad, then Manjot, then myself. Okay. Righto. So, Brad gets first pick in our draft for running backs. Uh, Brad, who's first off the board for running
2: backs? So, this this guy is, I don't know, it's Boomer bust. I feel like a little bit with him. Um, there is an incredible amount of hype. And so, we're basing it off of how we think he's going to do this year. This is not fantasy. I'm taking number one, Bijan Robinson. Oh, 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 that is big.
0: Brad, no, let's yep. go. Break it down,
2: Brad. Yeah. So my thought on this is running back is the one position where you can come in and immediately play at a Pro Bowl level. He's the real deal. So arguably he's once in a generational talent, and you're looking at the he's on a Falcons team that is built around the run the qb run the running back run they led the league in a red zone rushing rate last year so they were the number one rushing team when they were in the red zone and according to pff they had the number one run blocking grade as a team i really think he could have a phenomenal uh breakout year so i'm I'm taking Bijan number one major pick two
1: yeah, I have two on my mind, but I'll go first up with a guy who many say is going to be one of the best out there in, in this entire generation, for sure, one of the best. I feel like he's an epitome of consistency. Everyone's going to call me a homer, but I've got to go with my boy Christian McCaffrey. It, it was just too odd. No, that's that's really I,
0: obvious. I honestly thought uh, if I had first picked, I would have gone with McCaffrey.
1: Um insane. that's
0: what that's what blew me away was, was Brad not going with Caffrey.
1: <laughs> Caffrey, I know he probably won't have too much of the ball with the Niners, but based off his rushing work and that Shanahan scheme. Oh boy, there's a lot of possibilities there for Christian McCaffrey. So I'm very, very much looking forward to it. Hopefully no injuries or anything happen to him because he'll have a great year if he's healthy the whole way. Pick three, me.
0: So I'm going to go with a guy who has a new head coach this season, but he came from a system where they were very, very run heavy. So I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor. I think Jonathan Taylor in a Steichen-led offense behind and supporting Anthony Richardson is going huge. Once Anthony Richardson hits his stride, I, I, I really see him as massive upsides, like Jalen Hurts. We won't see the Jonathan Taylor of 2022, which was admittedly a bit uh, a bit back. I think we're going to see uh, a Jonathan Taylor of 2021, if not better, like the step that he should have taken. RB two is actually a little bit harder, but only because I'm not um, I'm not fond of the team. Uh, but I'm really fond of the player that is on the team. I have been for many seasons. He's won me a lot of money over the past few seasons, so it's, it's probably a reason why I do have a bit of a deep-seated love for him. He used to just have these massive breakout games. People would be – he'd be undersold. So I'm going to go with Nick Chubb, who I think – Whoa! A the
2: He's Here's right
1: the here. other one. He's yeah. the other one I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think Chubb will have another – I think, man, he is – he is the Cleveland Browns offense, yeah. it, or he has been the Cleveland Browns offense. You want to win a game, you go run game, and you you go through Nick Chubb, really. When you want to score points, you throw the ball. When you want to win the game, you run the ball. That That's what Nick Chubb has done for the Browns, and that's what he had done for the Browns for many seasons. So we got Nick Chubb?
2: I wish somebody would have told Kellen Moore that motto.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that is true but I feel like somebody there's somebody that should have told him that motto is probably going to get shown up this season Manjot,
1: we're back to you so my RB2 I feel like he's been an epitome of consistency over the last few years just like Nick Chubb we all know He's been an amazing running back. He's rushed for over two thousand yards before, and last year everyone said he had a down year because his team performed badly. But he still had fifteen hundred rushing yards, thirteen touchdowns, and apparently PFF's second highest ever grade in his in the season for him. And I'm of course talking about Derrick Henry,
0: the big man,
1: the king. He's pretty much is that. Titans' entire offense at this point. Uh, we don't know who's starting quarterback for them. It could be Levis or Tannehill. Maybe Malik Willis makes some sort of run. Could no, be Major Elliott. Yeah, could be me. <laughs> but honestly, that that's what I'm thinking with Derek Henry. He's going to get fed a lot, and I think he can get a few more rushing holes here and there. So,
0: we all love a rushing hole. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Two, two running backs in a situation where they don't really have a certain quarterback. You know, McCaffrey and Henry could really carry their offenses this year. Who knows? So, you know, I'm pretty happy my draft so far. Let's go into Brad. Pick three of round two.
2: I am taking, even though I hate doing it, uh, <laughs> the fellow divisional foe, I am taking none other than a guy who showed what he can do when he's healthy, Saquon Barkley. Oh, great pick, um, I, I just pick. think you know last year was not an anomaly. He he was healthy and he proved why he was such a high draft pick and I think I think you're going to see a better Giants team on offense this year and you're going to see more of the same. So he is in his prime and I think he's going to come out and just deliver it. So I'm taking Barkley. Yeah, excellent. Great great pick.
0: Well, well, you're on the snake too, Brad. So you've got to go for your RB three. So you got the next pick as well in the draft. Yeah, absolutely. So
2: this one, I, I, I'm kind of going back and forth, back and forth. I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, they're, they're between two guys. Uh, I'm not going to say who the other guy is, um, but they're both the similar style of runner. But I gotta go. I gotta go with my boy, and I'm taking him, Tony Pollard. Damn you! So, yeah, damn you! <laughs>
1: i knew i knew uh,
2: i just think you know with zeke out he he's now he's the man they're gonna feed him the he rock. was the man he was the man with zeke there yeah so. right right yeah yeah yeah, yeah last exactly. year the and the 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 key will be i think just him being able to stay healthy and i think mccarthy is committed to the run game more than kellen moore was so i'm going pollard awesome
0: yeah um uh, mancha RB3, yeah. we got on demand shot for his RB3.
1: Yeah, honestly, I love this guy's RB3 because it was between him and Pollard for me. So, whoever Brad took, I was going to take Pollard or this guy. I feel like you were tossing up between Pollard and Austin Eckler, Brad.
2: I was. I was. Yeah. Oh, are you going I'm Austin also, Eckler?
1: Yeah, Austin Eckler's my pick. Yeah, oh, yeah, between him and Pollard did this pick for the me man.
0: Because... The man, the, yeah. uh, the, the, the TD machine that is Austin Eckler. Yes. Yeah,
1: I saw someone call him today like the Rock Eckler. The Rock Eckler.
0: Yes, he does now. <laughs> yeah, he's he been does. building
1: a lot of muscle. That dude recently. has
0: been, he has been bulking up. Um. So, oh, yes, I'm the Rock Eckler. That's good. That's Mr. good. For me. Mr. Anytime TD. That's what Austin Eckler is. That man has also <laughs> won me a lot of money.
1: I can bet. He's won yeah. me a lot of fantasy games. I can tell you that.
0: <laughs> mm. Righto. You've both left me uh, in a conundrum, but that is the the pain that I go through for being the third uh, pick. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs. Nice. There's going to be two reasons, really, and it all centers around Jimmy G. If Jimmy G is there, there'll be still a lot of run game. I think that they're going to be wanting to mirror uh, a, a very successful offense that featured Jimmy G uh, and took yeah. the to 49ers oh, also- away.
1: Yeah, he does have history with McDaniels.
0: Yes, and I think that's part of it, yeah. I think the McDaniels thing still morphs into the 49ers thing because of the players that they're going to have around them more than anything. The other, the other thing is if Jimmy G is not there and they have the Grey Ghost playing quarterback because their QB2 situation is still wildly inefficient, I don't think it's going to be Brian Hoyer leading the Las Vegas Raiders if Jimmy Garoppolo can't play. So I think they'll do something else. And then I think in that instance, it's going to feature a lot of back play, a lot of run game, which is going to really help Josh Jacobs. I'm going to take it, I'm going to take a bit of a swing on my final pick, I think. I'm going to go with a guy who was having an immensely impressive rookie campaign. He was going to absolutely be the rookie of the year last season, cut short due to a massive knee injury. Uh, and I think Manjot already knows who I'm going with. And that is Brees Hall, the New York Jets. He's stolen. Brees yep. Hall yeah. is back. He's healthy. Uh, he's such a smooth, smart runner. He averaged 5.8 yards per carry in seven games last season before he got hurt. Um, and he also averaged about four yards after contact. And I don't think we saw the best out of Brees Hall either. I think that was him just getting settled in the NFL. And I think if he would continued through the season those figures would have been much higher. So I am going to quite happily take Brees Hall as my RB4. We are on to Manjot for your
1: final pick for your running back room. Looking at guys, it's very interesting to think of because there's one guy that I feel like everyone's sleeping on this year, even myself, and that's not just fantasy I'm talking about. People are sleeping on fantasy. But I feel like in real life too – Because there's a lot of rumors going around about him right now. His team could even cut him. He may not even be in the actual league week one. I might actually lose my entire draft because of this one pick. (laughs) But I'm going to take your boy, Ian, who could be your ex-boy now, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. I'm I'm taking a flyer. Because if you think about it, if he actually signs with the Dolphins, that's an amazing spot for him. Thinking, obviously, of my first pick in this draft, McCaffrey, how he came into the nines last year. Everyone said, oh, their running backs are so deep, you don't need McCaffrey, and then McCaffrey goes out and does the thing in the Shanahan system, and look at McDaniel, a disciple of Shanahan. If he got his hands on a guy like Dalvin Cook, who, who's been in the top 10 for the last few years, I honestly think... That Dalvin Cook could have a decent year at running back. I think
0: very good pick. It will be interesting. Yeah. If he's on the Vikings still, he's gonna have a massive role to play. If they if we do end up cutting him and he ends up with someone like the Dolphins, don't know if that is where he is gonna go, but if he ends up there, we'll still have a massive thing. But I think I think if the Vikings cut him, there will actually be a few teams. Who will be really throwing out offers to Dalvin to try and lure him
2: over? I don't think I'd it'll lo- just I'd be. I'd love molded. to see him on the Cowboys. I, I don't think it'll happen, but I'd love to see him
1: on the Cowboys. I think
0: there would be quite a few teams that would actually love to 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 have him. I really do, and there'd be a few that he would really fit with too. All right, Brad, the yeah. final pick for the running back room for the G'day Gridiron twenty twenty three best team draft, for week one. Who are you feeling, mate? Who's who's left that
2: you think? Right. Love? So this, this guy had a great 2021 season, had huge expectations coming into 2022, didn't quite deliver um in the first half of the season. But the second half of the season, he really started picking it up, and the team just handed in the ball. So I'm looking in if his quarterback can progress just a little bit. They vastly improve the offensive line in, during uh, during the offseason. So I am taking my, even though I hate the team, Najee Harris. for. Ooh, wow.
0: <laughs> okay. Wasn't expecting yeah. that. You've thrown out two that I have not been expecting. So this will be really
2: interesting. Yeah. So a little bit, little bit of a boomer bust.
1: I feel like Najee. I think that's a good pick there, Brad. I feel like he could be a real steal.
2: Yeah, I w- it was tough for me. I was going either Najee Harris or Kenny Walker for Seattle. Yeah. Um, but I decided to go with Najee.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Okay, I like it. I mean, you throw out two random ones, Brad, and that's not a bad thing. Um, yeah. It's kept it spicy, and it will keep it spicy as, we, as I continue to track these. That's our running back draft for this week, boys. I'll run through them, see if we how we feel about them. So Brad has Bijan Robinson, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, and Najee Harris. Manjot has Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry, Austin Eckler, and Dalvin Cook. And I nabbed Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, and Brees Hall. So we're into round two, which is wide receivers. Our order is Manjot, then myself, and then Brad. Manjot, who have you got for the number one pick in the 2023 Best Team Wide Receiver Draft?
1: The most obvious number one wide receiver pick here, Justin Jefferson, because he's the most obvious number one pick for this draft. The best wide receiver in the game right now. Definitely the most icyest, drippiest wide receiver. Number one in all categories, so I'll take him.
2: Nice. I think that's a no-brainer
0: definite no-brainer yeah obvious choice mate i'm up for the second pick in the wide receiver draft and i am going with tyreek hill Ooh.
2: Ooh. Oh, you surprised me
0: <laughs> the reason i'm gonna go with tyreek hill is because i i like i mean i like his bravado number one and i think and i'm hoping what i'm hoping out of this is that tua is going to stay healthy and on that field because their connection was undeniable when Tua was on the field, Tyreek Hill had the, had the yards. He had all the receptions. He had the catches. Uh, he didn't have as many touchdowns because Jalen Waddle was a TD machine, but he did get all the yards, and I think that's going to change a lot this season. Uh, the other reason, too, is if Tua doesn't stay healthy, I really love their backup QB in Mike White. I love that decision from the Dolphins because I think there's still going to be a lot of throwing the ball uh, and a lot of brave stuff. And I think that's going to include Tyreek. And that is why I've gone with Tyreek at number two. Brad, you're up for the number three pick in the draft. Who are you going?
2: So for me, this is, I I thought, so you've thrown me off my game, Ian, because (laughs) I I thought he would be there for me for sure. Um, But that's okay because I love this guy. So, because I love his quarterback, I I think there's no denying it, I'm going number two, or my number three, I had him number two on my board, uh, was Jamar Chase. He's a touchdown machine, he's a target machine, um, and I think it just, he is impressive all around, and he's got uh, Burrow throwing to him. Um, So I'm I'm putting my faith in Jamar Chase. So now, at the fourth pick, on the wrap, coming around, who do I take? And so I'm taking a guy who I think is going to have a bounce-back year. I think their team's going to suck. I think he's going to have a bounce-back year. And I'm taking my guy from Eastern Washington, Cooper Cup. So, Whoa! Yeah. So I, I just think, you know, he, he was on target to have a decent year last year. What, he played nine games at 800 yards. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're not going to have anybody else to throw it to. I think you're going to be, it's, he's going to be the white Megatron is what he's going to be. So, you know, they're just going to throw to him and throw to him and throw to him. And Stafford's shown he's not afraid to do that.
0: With the fifth pick in this week's wide receiver draft for 2023, there's one option right at the top who I would have picked if they had a, a quarterback that was actually going to be on the field. There's another guy I could pick his stat line includes more than four thousand yards and twenty-nine touchdowns. I'm gonna to go with the guy. I'm gonna go with Stefan Diggs. Diggs' is consistency. Yeah, he's and he's had massive upside since leaving the Vikings. Basically was was unleashed. It was like he was unshackled from where he was being held back when he was at the Vikings under that previous rate the Zimmer regime. I think the Bills are on pace and on target to really make another big leap uh, and hopefully get past that championship game and into a Super Bowl. So I like Diggs here for me. Manjot, number six in the draft. Who are we going?
1: Yeah, this is very interesting because I'm not entirely sure about this guy's quarterback situation. But honestly, I don't think it even matters about his quarterback situation because he's such a damn good receiver. I think he makes plays whenever he can. I think he's, I would say, the number one route runner in the entire league, in my opinion. And honestly, being at number six, it wasn't too bad in terms of strategic planning because I knew I'd get a guy that I would say would be around top five and genuinely could be in top five. And I think this guy could safely be in top five despite little bit of a down year last year mm. on a new team. I'm obviously talking about Devonte Adams.
2: Uh-huh. Oh.
1: yeah, Devonte Adams. Uh, if it, if it's between him and Diggs, depending on who was dropping to me, so I I was obviously going to go Adams if Diggs wasn't dropping. So yeah, I, I do like not the pick a you're lot. You're not
0: you're not afraid of the fact that uh they don't know what's going on at QB there at the moment at Raiders.
1: I'm actually, I'm actually not really afraid of that because you look at what Adams did last year. He still caught a hundred passes, fifteen hundred plus yards, fourteen touchdowns with Derek Carr, who's about similar with Jimmy G. He's probably got a better deep ball than Jimmy G. But I think that's also where Adams could really evolve a little bit in his role, where he could go for more of he his deep routes might be less but he might get more slant work underneath and get more of the tough yards yards for catch i think that's where adam's role can really develop is his yards after the catch will increase even if he doesn't get as many deep balls.
0: all right Major, you've got the seventh pick in the draft as well as you're on the snake who are we going for at number seven
1: Yes, number seven is a real interesting spot. There is a lot of players that I'm considering here because there's a lot of great wide receivers right now. Anyone from seven to 10 on my board would be fine. I'm, I'm honestly going to take a flyer, and this is a little bit of a flyer, but not much. He had a wide receiver to join him this season, and... He's another one of your guys' boys. I'm talking about Brad's boy this time. That's right. I'm taking a fly on CD because I think the addition of Brandon Cooks actually helps him because he'll Mm. be a bit more free. He'll get a little less coverage, I think. I think Brandon Cooks can take the top off a defense, and that's going to take the safety with him, and then that's going to leave CD with a few more one-on-ones. So I think that's actually going to help the Dak and CD connection a lot. So I'm going to take my chance on CD. Yeah, I was gonna.
2: I, I was gonna take him if he fell to me. So yeah, good job. Eighth pick in the draft uh, is me. I'm gonna go one that might
0: be a little bit strange. I really like this guy. I like the things that he has done in previous seasons. Since coming into the league, he racked up more than four thousand two hundred yards, four hundred sixty targets in four seasons, and he's never really had what people would consider a quality quarterback throwing to. He's going to have a bit more of a rookie throw into him this season, still. But I think that the production that someone like Terry McLaurin offers is going to serve Whoa. Sam Howell oh. really, really well. And he's going to be the guy that's going to get the majority of the throw, the majority of the targets on the Commanders. And I love what Terry McLaurin does. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping <laughs> to see uh, a bit more out of Terry McLaurin and have a really good year. So.
2: Let me pick yeah. my job off the floor here. That's, you don't like it. You don't like that, Brad? Why well, not? It's I don't know. Um, uh, I'm being polite. Yeah, no, it's shite.
0: Brad with the ninth pick in the draft.
2: With the ninth pick in the draft, I've got to take my boy, even though I hate him because he's an Eagle. Um, AJ <laughs> Brown, uh, 17 games, 88 receptions, 145 targets. 1496 yards uh yeah i just it's the yardage and the fact that he was uh he he got the ball 30% of the routes they ran 29% of the routes they ran so i just that philadelphia figured out how to use him and they did use him so all right brad you got pick number 10 Hey, so um, this guy, I think, is he might scratch a few heads. You might, you might be wondering, but um, I, I love him. I absolutely love him. He, he's, he's. I feel like his production is ramped up every year. Um, last year, he finished with eleven hundred yards, one hundred and forty-six targets, and one hundred and six receptions, which is an incredible rate. And I am taking my man Amon Ross Saint Brown. Oh wow, oh, yeah. yeah. Good one. Yep. Good, good one. one. Very
0: good. Manchot and I uh both were, were massive fans of Amon Ross Saint Brown last season. We had many conversations on the podcast about him. Um okay. in, in that yeah. uh yeah. in that lions run. Yeah, quality, quality guy, massive yeah. upside.
2: Yeah, so, exactly. Um, and so I, I, if he can take another step forward, he's going to get into that elite tier. So uh, I'm excited about what he'll do. I've got pick number 11, and I am going to go
0: just like I did last week, where I picked a, a bit of a younger guy who I think will have a lot more upside. He's also got, with him this season, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL on a big move. So I'm going with Garrett Wilson from the Jets. Oh, no.
2: Nice, nice. Good. Yeah,
0: it, look, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think Rogers is going to love having Garrett Wilson uh, at the New York Jets. I think he's going to find that Wilson is basically going to be what he saw with Devonte Adams as a rookie. He trailed mm. only Debo in broken tackles, so which is 22, gained more than 1100 receiving yards despite having, again, a disastrous quarterback situation. It was just absolutely shite at uh, at the Jets. He's a, he's a great route runner. He's got great body control, skills after catch. He'll break more tackles, and he'll have Aaron Rodgers targeting. Him. So I expect that uh, his stats are going to go through the roof. Manjot, the final pick. Yeah, pick number 12 so. in our draft.
1: And I'm going to take a lot of hate for this, but he just said a couple of days ago, he was pissed off when looking at his 2022 film. He absolutely hated himself looking at it. He probably has been pissed off this entire off season after how last season ended too. And looking at him this year, I think there's a real chance for bounce back. He took the league by storm at the end of 2020, 2021, and you may barely call him a wide receiver. I have his jersey on right now. Oh you got Debo no. Get Debo Samuel with the 12th pick in the draft.
0: What? What a surprise that Manjot went full Homer and picked <laughs> Debo Samuel. Oh. What an absolute <laughs> surprise! Uh, who could? Um, could you? Would you have ever thought that Manjot would pick Debo Samuel, Brad?
2: No, I mean, jeez. Oh, I'm just glad I'm going to win this the wide receiver position, at least in this draft. <laughs> I, love, I love the fact
0: that Manjot went, skilled himself, just, just moved himself into first position in the wide receiver draft as soon as I mentioned how the orders were going to go last week. And yet, yet Brad, with the third pick in the wide receiver draft, has won the wide receiver draft. All right, so let's just recap these teams. So Manjot has Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, CD Lamb, and Debo Samuel. I have Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Terry McLaurin, and Garrett Wilson. And Brad has Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, and Amon Ra St. Brown. Let's get on to our best team draft. Of course, this is our, our third round. This week it is my turn with first pick, and we're into any... our tight ends. So, is in... there is there
2: any any doubt in who you'll take?
0: But I don't think there's any any doubt who I am going to take. He is the top tight end in the league, and he has been for a number of seasons now. Uh, this man has an incredibly big brain. You can see it all over YouTube with little clips from him and Mahomes figuring out defenses, and coming up with plays on the fly. So, of course, I am going to take Travis Kelsey. He's a wizard. I mean, if this guy doesn't doesn't become the best tight end of all time, then, um, yeah, I'd be uh, absolutely amazed at this point.
2: He's oh, he's definitely right up there in, in, in the discussion. He's at the top, and he's obviously the best tight end of this generation. Yeah,
0: definitely. But I think he just breaks he, – he's breaking a mold. Um, yeah, as well. He's he's
2: redefined the 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 position. All right, Brad, pick two in our tight end draft. For me, it was it, it was obvious. Um, I I think you got these two guys as one two, and then yeah. a, after that, I think it's a little bit of a coin flip. So Manjad, I don't envy you at the uh, the third uh, spot, but I'm uh, I'm going with Mark Andrews. Um, oh. Tight end, tight end, Baltimore. I just, I think that he is such a old reliable um, for Lamar that he's just gonna. And they're obviously with the new offensive coordinator, they're gonna, they're trying to update the the offense. And I think um, Mark is such a proven commodity that they're just gonna use him in new ways. You're not gonna see less of Mark. You're just gonna see Mark in in different ways. So. I'm going with Mark Andrews. Major pick number three in the tight end draft.
1: Yeah, honestly, I was surprised by Mark Andrews at number two because I thought there was a. I, honestly, I'm, I'm not trying to say Mark Andrews is a bad player, but I no, thought no. there was a bit of a more obvious number two here, and I think I think I've got to go with my boy. I just got his jersey as well, George Kittle. I reckon he's oh, got to. I reckon on. he's got to be second. He's got to be second after Kelsey. Oh. Because... No, and it, I think
0: Major, like the the, the the info that I've read through the week says, says it uh, explains exactly why he's not actually second after Kelsey, and it's just the the amount of targets, the amount of numbers that he gets uh, because of their more traditional offense. Um, yeah. Whereas Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey get a shit ton of ball. Um, Kittle seems to play that more traditional inline tight end sort of, yeah, so so he has to sort of, and he's going to compete with a lot more weapons. Like, that's yeah, just obvious, I reckon
1: so. Yeah, I reckon that's there's that, but also when you're looking at, we're talking about total football, so I guess in fantasy that, that sort of aspect matters a bit more, but when yeah. we're talking about like PFF grades and that sort of thing, mm. I'm thinking more the complete sort of player, where his blocking skills are unmatched amongst tight ends. His receiving skills are up there with Kelsey. If he got as much Ball as Kelsey did he'd have similar numbers to Kelsey I think more of a Brock Purdy or Trey Lance who may need to lean more towards a guy like Kittle more of a slate safety blanket there I think that's gonna really help Kittle and' his receiving numbers so
0: pick number four is back to manjot
1: yeah who's my second tight end yeah um look when when we're talking about the draft order just because I know I've, I've gone into a bit of it over the course of this series but getting the third pick I know you guys were like oh we're going to get the top two tight ends but <laughs> what I'm thinking is maybe getting the third or fourth tight end might work out in my favor yeah. so I think with pick number four getting the first shot at my second tight end I'm going to go with Dallas Goddard from the Philadelphia Eagles
2: he had, Whoa! A, great, <laughs> he had a
1: great season last year with With the eagles jalen hurts and got it formed this great combination up there he's been a touchdown machine with that run game that the philadelphia eagles have his blocking skills are definitely on show i know their offensive line is amazing and you don't need him to block but even then like he can show off those blocking skills in any formation so i think
2: yeah you're surprised by that brad i i am i mean i i don't fault Goddard, I think I think he's a he's he's a great pick, just not at that spot for me personally. I like it's more I like the guys that I put ahead of him um, more than I don't like. Brad, you have pick number five in the tight end draft
0: who are we going this
2: is this is hard because i had the i'm trying to choose between my three or four my number three or my number four i was not expecting either one of them to be here um so i'm on, um, just
0: i'm on the snake brad so remember i've got two picks coming up next who yeah i know <laughs> and, and
2: and and i can guarantee you one of yeah exactly yeah, i know i know um all right so I uh, I am. I'm going with my my boy. He was the first tight end in over fifty years to have a thousand yard receiving as a rookie. Although he sucked last year, but I believe it's going to oh. be a bounce back year for me. Oh. I'm going with Kyle Pitts. Wow. Oh, that is a that is wow. a big that is a big swing. That's yeah. a bold yeah, call. It, it is it is i i mean there's no doubt about it his sophomore season he stunk it up i mean his he he did not come through he and he i think they they were so bad that he they pulled him out a little bit because of the injuries and that type of thing with their dynamic offense that they're doing i think he's going to be back he's going to be healthy and i think uh you're really gonna see a return to form from like his rookie year so i'm i'm you're right it's a big swing i'm banking a lot on him rebounding but i i'm gonna go with kyle pitts oh yeah
0: do you think do you think that the um the lack of quality quarterback is what will actually help him
2: I do, actually, because what do quarterbacks do when they are under pressure and not as proficient at throwing downfield? They dump it off to the tight end. Mm. Boom or bust. Boom or bust,
0: exactly. All right. (laughs) Mine's probably a little less boom or bust. Uh, I have picked number six in our tight end draft. Um, I'm going for a guy. If I told you, I don't know whether Manjot Manjot might know this in, in his stats brain, this guy, this tight end, trailed Only Travis Kelsey in receptions for the 2022 season, including the playoffs, which resulted in the second most yards from the position.
1: Well, is this this Hawk? It is, mate. It is.
0: I am going full homer, and I'm going to pick TJ Hawkinson from the Vikings. Love it. Um, Love it. He had 123 touch, And, of course, he was a mid-season trade from Detroit Lions, where he was utilized um, amazingly well at the Lions at the beginning of last season. Then he came over to the Vikings in a trade um, in a spectacular pickup for the Vikings, to be honest. He really picked up in the O'Connell offense. They used him for, for Cousins to be able to check down to, as Brad was saying with Kyle Pitts. Yeah, so Cousins to check down to. So he had 123 targets, 86 receptions last season, 914 receiving yards and six touchdowns. So I think Hock is, is really in a spot that he can go even better in 2023. Uh, with a bit more gel and a bit more going on in that offense and a bit more coming together We're on to pick number seven in the tight end draft. I am on the stake, So it is me we pick number seven and you know what true to form for me in these drafts In our running backs, I took a bit of a flyer on my RB4 and I went with Brees Hall I took a bit of a flyer with my wide receiver 4 and Garrett Wilson So I'm gonna take a bit of a flyer on my tight end three. It's not another incredibly young guy, another fresh rookie. I came across this guy today, some info on this guy today, as I was scrolling through news items and, and looking for things to talk about today. And there was a report that he was trying to play, or they were trying to use him in more of a receiver role at a tight end this season. He has been a bit of a gadget player for his team, over the last couple of seasons, playing many, many, uh, many, many different positions. But of course, he has a new quarterback there this season in Derek Carr. So I'm going for Taysom Hill from the same.
1: This is wild. No, when he said many positions, I was like, I know it's Taysom Hill because he was always listed as a tight end in fantasy, so yeah, he's gonna have yeah. to be listed as a tight end here. So yeah, that's, wow. So was in, that's a good pick.
0: So the big thing, the big thing was here. I, I came across a story today where they were talking. He was talking in an interview about the fact that they are looking to use him more, more of his receiving. Yeah, you, know, you have to believe that he's going to get a lot more than he has in previous seasons. They're going to, they're going to, I think they're going to do away. He's not going to take snaps because you've got Derek Carr and you've got uh, Jameis behind him. Mm -hmm. And they're going to try and use him less of his, his rushing. Uh, But even if they do, that still ups his PFF grade anyway. The receiving really caps it off. I'm going to take some hill for better, for, for better or for worse. Yeah. We are back to Brad for pick number eight in the tight end draft
2: all right so i
0: wasn't expecting this guy to be here Um, (laughs) we've we've magically ended up with brad's ended up with all three guys that he wanted because we
2: (laughs) well i'm yeah i'm I'm getting three of my top four so so either i am i'm an idiot or you guys are one of the two so (laughs) i think it's probably me you you did pick tall pits Uh, yeah exactly exactly all right
0: go Who, who have we got brad
2: yeah so so this guy it, when he's healthy he's fantastic and he he was great in 2019 and 2020 but he's getting a little old he's getting a little long in the tooth um but if he can bounce back uh, and which i think he will simply because again his team he they are short on wide receivers so he is gonna be a go-to guy he's got a new team this year. That's right. I'm talking about the New York football giants and Darren Waller. Yeah. So I'm I'm going with Waller. I think, you know, hopefully if he can put the injury bug, he, he missed so much of last season uh with the hamstring injury. Um, but I think with a new t- a new place, Daniel Jones loves a tight end. So I'm I'm thinking big things are gonna be happening with Waller even though he's turning 31 uh, this season. Not a bad pick. Well, of course it's not a bad pick. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Major, the ninth and last pick uh, in
0: our tight end draft. Let's go. Who you got?
1: Yeah, it's it's a bit of a tough one, you know, going down all the way to tight end nine. That's some depths of hell right there. <laughs> with, with how bad this position has been, there are some depths of hell we're going down here. But looking at it, three guys have got, in, in in contention right now, so I've got prep Pat Fryer move from the Pittsburgh Steelers, hard name to yeah. pronounce for me apparently. Dalton Schultz on the Texans, and I'm I'm gonna throw one out there. maybe even a Dawson Knox on the Bills, which so those are the three guys I've got in contention. I think there is one though that I think where he doesn't have too much of a threat to his role. Uh, He's definitely the title number one. He has a younger QB. And looking at it, I think Pat Frymuth is the right pick here. And where I've seen him, he's grown quite a bit in terms of targets, in terms of the amount of ball he's been getting the last couple of years, from year one to year two. His targets went up. I think this is where you see a guy like Kenny Pickett, he's going to rely on someone like Pat Frymuth. Despite all the great receivers they have, so for his third year, I think Pratt Frymouth could be a decent go here for the Steelers. And at tight end number nine, I'm not too fussed about where I'm getting him. I think I think it's a decent value for Pat Frymuth. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with this one. So I'm gonna go with Pat Frymouth. Who who
2: are you picking, Manja? I, I haven't heard you say his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pat Frymuth. Did I pronounce it right this time? <laughs> not a bad pick, Mike. He's a good Good, yeah, young kid. I think he's he's got a high floor. Uh, is what is what I like about him. Yeah. So I, I I think you're right at that spot. Um, I think he's as good as any guy out there.
0: Tight ends for me on my team, I have Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson, and Taysom Hill. Brad went second today. He has Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, and Darren Waller. Manjot went third. He got George Kittle. Dallas got up and picked up Pat Fryer moves at the end there. Um, I
1: reckon Ian wins this one. I'll, I'll give the win to Ian just because Kelsey's there. Just and, 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 and yeah, and Pop, I agree.
0: For Taysom yeah, Hill. Yeah, You're giving it to me for Taysom Hill, aren't you?
2: No, no. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Look, I mean, Hawk is an amazing I did also have to pick a Saints trouble. player just for Brad.
2: <laughs> oh, <well>, no. <laughs> no. <laughs>